you feel a lot of stress before you know that Dan's going to put the theme music in about what we're going to say? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I think it's a little bit, uh, embarrassing that it took Apple this long to create a web-based tool to get your, get your number off iMessage if you abandon the iPhone. It did take longer than it took them to create a web-based tool to remove the U2 album from the <laughs> yes. library. Yeah. So some Well, okay, but which, which is a bigger, you know, which is a bigger problem that was really hurting people. Are are either of them problems that hurt people? The I think yes. clearly the U two uh, the U two album was more. I mean the, the iMessage issue was a big issue. Yeah, if you left, if you were no longer an Apple customer, I had to nod at Gruber's assessment of it though, where he's like, they just I honestly don't think they were they believed that anybody would switch from an iPhone. And I was just like, yep, that's totally <laughs> and, what happened there. <laughs> and just in case you uh, you listen to tech podcasts but don't know tech news, the very short version is it used to be. That if you had an iPhone and then you switched to some other kind of phone, you'd be uh, an, infer- if people, an if, inferior phone, right? A non-Apple <laughs> device. If people tried to, if people with iPhones tried to send text messages to your phone number, iMessage would be like, "Oh, that's an iMessage number. I'll iMessage it and not text it," and then people wouldn't get their texts and they'd be very grumpy. So now, just this past week, Apple released a web-based tool where you can say, "Hey, I don't use an I, I don't want to use iMessage. So just unlock my number to the texting gods." And that's fine. But the thing is, even if you think that Gruber is right, and I think he is right, that Apple's like, wait, no one will ever stop using an iPhone. That's not a use case we have to solve for. <laughs> People sometimes do lose their phones, right? And so if you if you lose your phone or if you smash your iPhone and now you pop out the SIM card and pop it in your old flip phone for a few days, you're still screwed. Your, your messages are going nowhere. But if you use it, I never ran into this problem because obviously I've only ever upgraded to iPhones. So presumably... This problem does not exist if you're using an i an iPhone, correct? Like the the intercepts yeah. keep coming because it's all based on where it's routing it's all, stuff yeah. to the messages app. Rather, there's doing like an right. intercept or something. Right, they're stealing your messages. So now you can have your messages back. Yeah, quitters. So I here's the thing though. Do you think they'll ever? No, this will never happen. But I think it's funny to talk about. Um, I think my frustration about using uh, um, iMessage is that when I when I then, you know, chat with the people of my acquaintance who don't use iPhones, like the green bubble people, as we call them, um, yes. I get annoyed at them because <laughs> oh, I still yeah, don't have sure. unlimited. I don't have unlimited texting because it's expensive. Do you ever even come close, though? I mean, <laughs> yes, I've gone over. Uh, I have like oh, 200. Really? I have like 200 messages like between oh, yeah, the receiving and sending. And occasionally, if I get into like a quick conversation with friends, or like I have a couple, one of my my close friends uses an Android, um, and I, it's not that hard to go over that in a month, especially if the, you then add yeah. in all the other extraneous texts like verification codes and stuff like that. I just don't understand why everybody in the world doesn't switch to T-Mobile because because their you know, their pay... coverage sucks. <laughs> their coverage, right, but their I'm coverage okay with that. Me. I'm almost always on Wi-Fi. Dan, you work from home, and then you work in coffee shops. You've got Wi-Fi coverage everywhere. You're fine. Um, but they give you unlimited everything, unlimited data, unlimited texting, unlimited minutes. So I don't, I mean, I hate the green bubbles cause I don't know if they've been delivered or if they've been read or if the other person is typing, but not because I worry about my texting quota. I hate them cause they're green. <laughs> That's also Green's my favorite yeah. color and I feel bad and guilty. I will say I was, uh, 
the the frustrations I, I I love iMessage in general, but the frustrations with iMessage are real and frustrating. That's why they call them frustrations. I was traveling and T Mobile gives you the free international roaming, another great plus. And but so whenever you're on some other network, you have a different phone number. And so I would iMessage my wife three G to three G in Mexico and it would it would go green. It would not iMessage. It would instead text her because it was like, well, I don't recognize this phone number that you're sending to. Oh, yeah. It was weird. Well, yeah, and and sometimes it just has problems because uh, I was talking to my cousin the other day and suddenly noticed her text bubble shifted from blue to green. And I'm like, you're not sending iMessages anymore. What's going on? And she's like, I don't know. And so I had to have her, like, go through the settings and, like, make sure your phone number's checked off, make sure that, like, the, the caller ID stuff is right. Like, when we came back from the trip, Lauren's phone decided it, would, it should turn iMessage off. And she certainly d- didn't even know that there was a setting to do it. But when she came back, it was like, iMessage failed to activate. So it's off now. There's something weird. Like, so I, I mentioned this on Twitter a day or two ago where I was like, you know what? I've noticed since iOS 8 that the iCloud keychain on my phone just turns itself off sometimes. <laughs> and I won't notice in ha- until I realize, hey, why is there no autofill password thing on this on this form that I, you know, on this login that I use all the time? I'll go into settings, iCloud, iCloud keychain, and it's just it's just off. And I have to go through the reactivating it on the phone thing. And I, I mentioned this on Twitter, and I got like a dozen or more people are like, yeah, what's up with that? I'm like, how hard is it to remember a preference? <laughs> I was gonna. I, for a minute there, I thought that it had fixed that it had fixed the um, the multiple threads. That was the other issue I was going to complain about. Yeah, but and it looks like it looks like for me it's fixed on my Mac, uh, but it's not fixed on the phone. Oh, I have it the opposite by multiple threads. Really? You mean having the same conversation with multiple people? Yes. Now, single people are group messages. If you look at the top, let's see how many: one, two, three, four, five. So I am on two podcasts. With one with you two and the other with Flex and John Armstrong, and my 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 top five are threads on my phone are Dan and Lex, Lex and Dan, Lex. <laughs> oh, there's your mistake. <laughs> well, wait, wait for it. These are better. These are better. Lex and John, Lex and John, Lex and John. <laughs> it's, it's so annoying for me on my Mac right now. I have. Uh, we were talking. We were group i messaging before we recorded this very episode, and I have one that's. Well, oh, really thanks! Done. Thanks for letting everybody know, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you want me to really, like give me the, let me give you the password. The password is I love Lex. All right, I'll, I'll give you another take so Dan can edit it out. The password. So I got one that's John's email address, his iCloud email address, and Dan by name. And no matter how many times I tell my contacts that they could just simply assign that other iCloud address to John. It doesn't care. And then I've had a second conversation that's Daniel and John, where it knows that you have a name besides your email address. And it's so stupid. I hate it. Well, and I I run into the problem too with messages on, I've switched using messages on OS 10 and I have problems sometimes where it won't, recognize like im versus imessage or i'll get confused or it picks randomly which one i'm gonna send so i'll go to send like jason snell like an im because he's online and i realize oh man i sent him an imessage it just pinged like every single device that he owns which i did not mean to do right now Ooh, look at this guy he knows jason snell um i i also and maybe you guys can help me no you're beyond you're beyond it i doubt it yeah i was gonna say because I, I feel like i know a lot about technology but when I add contacts, okay, my one of my favorite iOS 8 features that we haven't talked about, because I know we talked about iOS 8 features before, is when you're using the iOS 8 mail app and you get a message from somebody whose 
email contains their contact information, like mm-hmm. their phone number, and they're not already in your contacts, so you can tap a button to just add that, create that as a contact, which I found hugely helpful. And I don't talk to new people, so... <laughs> when I add contacts, whether I do it via that or just on my own, if I just start adding a contact, I have no idea which of my services is going to put that contact in because I actually use Google or Gmail to store my contacts so that they, you know, sync to Gmail specifically and other things because I do a lot of calling through Gmail. But when I add stuff, it typically wants to add contacts to iCloud, which I'm guessing, by the way, is the cause of my molts texting issue that I think that one of my molts is in iCloud and one of my molts is in Google. And I can't figure yeah. out when I'm adding it on the phone how to tell it which account to add it to. I have a potential it, solution for you, although it depends. <laughs> um, you, my solution would be... Android? Yeah. <laughs> just break your phone. Break it. Um, my So what about... Now, are your iCloud and Google lists separate? They're not... They're distinct? They're not the same? There is mild, minimal overlap. Okay. But so it that's, is mostly separate. That's the trick, because otherwise I would say... You could sync your iCloud contacts with Google like on the back end and then only have one contacts account on your on sort of on the front end. Because the the, the contacts on OS ten lets you sync with Google. It just works. <laughs> May yeah. I suggest setting up a Yahoo account? <laughs> yeah, that's that's the solution. Yeah, I do think I have to just export everything from one of them and import it to the other and it's it's just going to be horrible. You know I'm going to end up with 800 duplicates and it's going to be well, the worst it's thing. It's the same thing where it's like I think Apple thinking like why would you have two contacts again? <laughs> like I don't understand. <laughs> what, is iCloud not enough for you? Uh... I guess that's also what happened with the apps, right? Why would you have two apps with the same bundle ID? Yeah, I think that's, that is a kind you of... You like that segue? Yeah. You like that? I, I, so we're talking about the security vulnerability. I think they've called it mask or if you prefer to pronounce it as it's spelled, masquay. <laughs> Oh, it's that mask. I didn't um, know you spoke Spanish. I do. Thank mask you. of the Red Death. Yes, that that mask. Um, so I think the whole point, so this is like a weird security bug where if you, so you still have to create an app using an enterprise certificate, like a, like a business internal certificate, like the kind of things that big companies use to deploy their apps internally. So this is an iOS app. It's an, an iOS, iOS thing. It's an iOS bug. Right. Um, and so if you make something with the same bundle identifier, and for those of you who aren't programmers, that basically means the sort of unique identifier that's used for a particular app. Um, but it's usually something like if you've ever seen in your preference or something like com.apple.imessage or something like that to identify the preferences for iMessage or, you know, com.redsweater.marsedit or something <laughs> like that. I don't know what it, that, that's like the identifier for that app. So you can swap in something that uses just the same string um, as an enterprise app and it can replace that app, which is kind of crazy. Um, but I think the thing they were they were talking about, which is even creepier, is that if you install some app, it could potentially then replace like another. They were saying like it made like a fake Gmail app or something that would, that would then convince you to enter like your Gmail credentials, mm-hmm. which would of course then be siphoned right back to these these people. But the bunch of steps that you have to take to do this are still really right. kind of annoying. Like you got to create first, you got to create an app, and we all know that's pretty hard. <laughs> God knows I do. Was, was that a reference to when I created a failed app called Let's Sing? <laughs> Is that the only failed one you created? That's the, well, I also oh. had an app called The Snuggie Suture that never got accepted. I, I'm familiar with both of those stories. Um, <laughs> I Well, so here's the thing. Like, Not only that, do you have to create the app and get the enterprise profile, which as I understand from some people is actually kind of tricky. 
because you have to like identify yourself as a business. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Which presumably would provide a paper trail. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, this isn't this isn't as easy as it is on on other unnamed platforms. Yeah, and then and then you have to convince people to download it and click through a, or tap through a bunch of like agreements, like yes, I'm installing software from a, a, some other service I don't trust, which most people don't <laughs> do. Like most people see, you know, on it's one thing on on your Mac where you get that like, oh, you downloaded this from the internet and want to open it. Are you sure? That doesn't happen on iOS, and the people it does happen to are people who are like, yes, I'm installing a beta app or I'm installing a corporate app or something like that. So, well, or or they have jailbroken. I mean, you know. When, yeah, I mean, I think there's also there's also in other countries there are many other there there's just a different standard for some of this stuff. I mean, they yeah. are used to jailbroken yeah. phones and they're used to using other stores to get stuff. Right, and that's and that so, was the same thing if, with that uh, wire lurker thing they were talking about last week. Right, um, there are alternative app stores, though I assume in most of those cases that also means jailbroken. It's really kind of, the, but isn't that the same type of quote vulnerability unquote because it's it, that one was wasn't that one also through installing so yeah, in that instance yeah. you installed something on your computer yeah and then and then you connected it. yeah and you connected when you connected your phone to your computer via usb it would do that enterprise you know it would say hey i'm an enterprise application i'm gonna put some maps on your phone and then you had to deliberately launch them on the phone and trust them um as if they were a real enterprise app Mm. Yeah, so yeah, don't do that. All of this seems yeah. really complicated. I mean, I the, think the best right. part of it, it, as always, is the headlines about it, where it's like Apple's system. I mean, I heard about the yeah. wire lurker thing on NPR when I woke up that morning, and I was like, I, "Yeah, I heard it. It was, it was on. It was on this morning when I, when I got up." Um, and 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 yeah. I mean, I usually kind of like The Verge, but their headline was really salacious in this instance. Oh, was that the like? It's all over for Apple. Y- yeah, yeah, like it's their first really bad. Their first real vulnerability. Well, no, it's not actually. I mean, it's they've there've been this kind of thing for, you know, every now and again, this kind of thing pops up, and it's not exactly. It's not you know your your chance of running into this thing unless you are in China where you use other stores to get apps, you know, and by other I mean usually pirated. Yeah. <laughs> then well, you're not really going to run into it. Right, and so it comes down to I think the issue here is. Even though there are potential "quote unquote" vulnerabilities, I mean the bundle identifier thing is a little weird. You shouldn't be able to replace something with the same type of the same app. That that seems like a bug. But yeah, sure. most of the things that are coming in here are either at risk because you you're you're downloading pirated apps or something from an otherwise untrustworthy source, or stuff that's like which is like phishing, right? And it's like, yeah, okay, the weak right. point is always going to be people. Like the, the weak point, none of these is necessarily the technology with the exception maybe that bundle identifier thing. And even then, right. you don't get to that unless you already have like compromised that person in some way. And what's interesting is, you know, when people do this on their Macs, when they do- download pirated Photoshop and then it's a rogue installer that puts malware on them, I, I blame the people. Like I don't think it's an, an Apple security flaw. It's a human problem, like you're saying. But... Then I go over to my uncle's house every once in a while to help fix his Mac because he'll come up with a problem. And he, he calls me for many of his Mac problems. He's a very, very smart guy, and he fixes everything that breaks on our house, but he calls me for tech problems. When he feels like he's got it down, he doesn't call me. So then he's like, well, I need to convert this video. Let me Google video converter software <laughs> Mac. And you do that, you get 800 
horrible yeah. websites that are like video-converter-software-mac.com. Yeah. Don't go there. And he downloads their bullshit app and it installs 97 toolbars. And he yes. literally gets oh pop-ups on every site. You go to Amazon and it redirects you to another store. Like you can't use your Mac. Yeah, my kids. Every time I look at his computer, he's got a fucking toolbar installed <laughs> in Chrome. And I'm just like, get rid of that. Where are you going? Before I got used to this, Uncle Mort would call and he'd be like, I think I have a virus. I'm like, yeah, you have a Mac, you don't have a virus. But he totally does. He For <laughs> for all yeah. intents and purposes, he has a, a virus because it's just horrible malware and right. it's just sticking itself all over the place. Uh, and I hate it. Well, so. that, I, and, and you know, it's funny because all the procedures to help you avoid certain types of these things could be better in terms of like, I was over at my parents' house the other day and my mother was like, Oh yeah, it keeps bugging me about upgrading Flash, <laughs> and I was like, okay, fine, like let me walk through. She's like, I tried to do it, I followed all the instructions, and it didn't. I just don't think it worked, and I, I don't know what part of it tripped her up. Like, but the Flash, if you ever, if you ever upgraded Flash, it is not a seamless process. <laughs> it is a pain yeah. in the ass because not only do you have to then download an installer, then you have to run the installer, and already we've just hit like a ton of people who will end up with a disk image on their desktop and never actually <laughs> For months. It. <laughs> and then you know running through i was running through all these steps and being like this should be really easy but you download the installer you run the installer the installer at some point runs a second installer and then forces you to quit all your browsers and anything else that's using like any sort of flash hook and then restart your browsers. And then the trick for me is always they have to remember to eject the disk image and delete the file for the disk image and i'm like this is just too much for most people. Like that's fairly easy for most of us who are, you know, who know how to install software every day. But I don't even like doing that. <laughs> so much less like my parents are never going to upgrade Flash. It's nice enough that at least Safari disables older versions of Flash. So like if there is a really big security problem, they're not going to get hit by that. But it also just means a lot of stuff doesn't work. <laughs> it's the worst. It's the worst. It is the worst. It's terrible. Do you guys? So you do you actually uh, have Flash installed? I do. I do. Hmm. There's enough I, stuff that comes up where yeah. it's like, otherwise, I've got to like. You Are you know. judging us over there, Moltz? Yeah, sure. Yeah, why not? That's what we're on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what else am I going to do? <laughs> no, you're right. Um, so I don't have it installed in Safari, and but I do have Chrome. So anytime I need, I absolutely, positively have to use flash i just open it in chrome yeah i had that set up for a while and it just got too annoying i mean and and i like that but starting... i just i mean i don't need it that much i mean most you know i mean the only stuff i ever use i ever see that might want flash is is youtube videos and most of that stuff plays anyway yeah how is that not better at auto switching too like i find it for some reason <laughs> on my mac it, it's always like sorry i can't play it's flash i'm like but you have mp4 encoded content i know you right. do. <laughs> Yeah. Why? Why do you hate me? <laughs> I uh, I do have some follow up from several weeks ago. Whoa! Follow up? Do we do that? Several weeks ago. We generally do that at the end of the, the show. last yes. time you were on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I I couldn't get through that episode with that guy guy, but um, <laughs> I uh, I talked yeah, about Iowa. You said State. the same thing about you. <laughs> Late I, in the episode. I talked about iOS eight ability to uh you know you can share the texts to your yosemite mac it'll put the text messages you get in, in messages the same way it does with iMessages, and you can place the calls through it and i was saying how wi-fi calling which t-mobile supports if you enable that it breaks some of those other things and i was only half right 
Oh. It is possible to enable the text sync. So I have Wi-Fi calling on on my phone. And it's great because I have terrible T-Mobile service in my house because I have T-Mobile. And having Wi-Fi calling means that my phone just works. It always reports that it has full bars when I'm in my house because it's on the T-Mobile Wi-Fi network. And or it's on my Wi-Fi network, but it calls itself T-Mobile Wi-Fi. So I can turn on the texting syncing. I just hadn't turned it on. I didn't realize it would be off by default when I upgraded to the final version of iOS 8. And so now that I've turned it on manually, it, the texts magically sync and it's wonderful. But I was correct that you cannot do the uh, the the phone calling, use your Mac as a speakerphone with your iPhone as the tether. You can't do that if you have Wi-Fi calling enabled. It's only one or the other. So I wanted to clarify it because I got it wrong and now I've cleared it up. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Oh, wow. You got Fascinating, it right? And what's well, really it's about is, you know, it's about ethics and uh, yeah. podcasting is what it's about. But it, what's frustrating to me is it shows the option, and I always try it. Like it's like, hey, do you want to just call them from your phone here on your Mac? And I push the button. It's like, sorry, this this just can't possibly work. It doesn't tell you why. It doesn't tell you because you have Wi-Fi calling <laughs> enabled. It's just like, no, it can't work. You turn off Wi-Fi calling, and it works. I've gotten so many things recently where things break and just don't really want to explain it. Like, so I'm trying to there are all these Wi-Fi problems with uh, Yosemite. I've had some serious issues with my MacBook Air. And so I do the thing where like, all right, fine. It's not getting on the, the Wi-Fi network I use at this coffee shop. I'll use my phone for tethering. And I would try to, it would show up like with the continuity features, like the hotspot on my phone would show up in the Wi-Fi menu. And I would select it and it would think about it for a minute and then go like, nope, nope, can't do it. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, what? What? <laughs> But you can see the thing. It's in the menu. So I turn the phone off and restart it and try to turn the hotspot feature on and off. Nope. Sorry. Can't do it. Doesn't work. <laughs> I am just befuddled. So I love when there are errors and it's just like, we're not really going to give you any information about why this doesn't work. It just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. It just doesn't yeah. work. It just doesn't work, as they say. It seems like there are many times. Like I mean, I've been, I've been, <laughs> my wife will say, I can't get it. I can't get on the internet. I can't get. There's nothing. I can't get on the internet. I was like, and it's, and this has been going on for years. Where I'll just say, just turn Wi-Fi off and turn it back on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, we're back to the PC days. It almost always works. Like she just turns Wi-Fi off, turns it back on, and there it is again. I mean, and right now, for example, speaking of of crazy bugs, I still have this issue which I've been posting about Twitter, where it's like three copies of my MacBook Air showing up. Yes. So annoying. Some something yeah. totally broken. At first I thought I thought that it was um it was just my you know, we had run the beta on my son's the uh, just somebody beta on my son's MacBook. Um Because why not? It, because why not? Well, because he loves doing stuff like that and and um and because I didn't want to mess with my machine. <laughs> Smart so <laughs> So we put it on his and and you know, and then I noticed you know, started noticing all these instances of his macbook and and so for for a long time i thought oh it's just it's because it's the beta but then i saw on his you know i looked over his computer and oh no he you know now he sees like 10 copies of my computer yeah i don't even know what's going on with that it's so annoying i've seen multiple people post about this now on twitter uh and it's it's just I, there's a bug there's clearly a bug there's something that's right. just not releasing that name that name when it's supposed yeah, to yeah i am up to now i'm up to now 11 my it's the wow. name of my computer with 11 behind it. i try to clean them out every once I'm in a while i'm gonna clean it yeah i'm doing it right now <laughs> so so we go offline you know why <laughs> yeah. yeah so um but apple doesn't have a qa problem as we've discussed before <laughs> i i will report i don't have this problem yeah, I wonder That's, what it is. Is it because uh, you don't? Yeah. Is you because your network doesn't drop on and off? Does you have a, like a laptop that you drop on off the network a lot? Um, 
Uh, a little, not a lot. Because I think that's what it is. I I think if you take I think if you take your laptop away and bring it back, um, oh. I think it I think it freaks out. Because it's yeah. like whoa 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 you never left. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's it like your, it has the awareness of your dog. <laughs> it's like whoa you were gone. <laughs> what? <laughs> It does um, sometimes change the names of my shared drives. Like it gets, it it puts uh, some kind of ID. I don't know if it's the Mac ID or what, but it puts some identifier in their names uh, that's not always there. Nice. So like right right now I have MacBook Air 49725 and then just a whole sequence of numbers and letters. And I have no idea why it's showing it that way. I think that's the sharing name of your computer maybe. But it's not. When okay, I go and check it, it's totally not. Yeah, because yeah. the other confusing thing about there is there's two things. If you go in the sharing menu, it gives you like this is the name of your computer. And then right below that it says this is the address at which you, your computer can be reached, which is like a URL style thing, the blank dot local or whatever. And I found the best thing is when those are out of sync. Like where I will have the computer name and the sharing name will be correct. And then if you look at the URL, URL, it's like name dash two. <laughs> and I'll be like, okay, guess you can't make up your mind today. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Anything else happened this week? There Any actual news this net, week? Net neutrality. Yeah. I don't <laughs> care about that. Fuck that. What am I going to do about that? <laughs> yeah, you, I'm at the whims I, of the corporate rights holders. I already tweeted a big insult at Ted Cruz. What else am I going to do? <laughs> I love that. I Come love on. that. I love the Ted Cruz quote, if only because it's just like, it's so it's so transparently political is the best thing about it. Yeah. Like, he might as well have said, like, uh, you know, he might, might as well have said, hey, uh, net neutrality. It's basically like, you know, abortion for the internet or something like that. It's not transparent. This was. Yeah, right, right. It is, though, isn't it? Uh, That's the knee-jerk thing that I can say about this. Isn't it crazy, There though? we go. Isn't it crazy that this is a political thing at all? Like, yes. that there are political sides to take? <clears throat> like, with abortion, fine. I can be. understand how you can take both sides. Oh, God, the third rail of this podcast. Yeah, I'm really. Just saying, like, I can understand why that's why there are political parties that has, but why this has to be a party line issue is beyond me. Because it can be, because there's money involved. That's what it comes down to. Is there though? Yes, there's so much money. It's really, it's really an us against them situation. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Where them is the corporate interest because of party identification and party politics. That doesn't, you know. Anyway, yeah. Let's definitely go down the (laughs) political road. Let's not. That's really going to pump up our our listening numbers. But uh, you guys are definitely getting your um, your Amazon Echoes, right? You know, I put my name in just for the to be on the list just because I'm insanely curious about this. I don't think it's a good product, but I think it's it, it does scratch an itch that I that I like, which is the idea of like having a Siri that is always available. Like it's the same reason I like the Ahoy telephone. <laughs> I'm totally stealing that now. Um, feature that we've used before, which you can't actually say on the podcast, lest it triggers people's phones. Um, <laughs> ahoy, ahoy. Yeah, which explains, uh, speaking of which, like, how annoying is it if you have a person in your family named Alexa? Like, that's going to get confusing pretty quick. <laughs> I thought that they named it that. No, okay, so here's the weird the thing fam- about I it. thought the family named it that. Here is the contradictory thing about that. In the video, it says, we chose this word. If you look on the product website, it says Amazon's like the word we chose for you. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it must have that a way That sounds to like it. Amazon. Well, I would think so. But in theory, why not do that with something like Siri then? We talked about like having different cues you know, that you could use to wake it if you wanted. And it's like 
I feel like the processing is there that you could choose your own activation phrase or in the case of Amazon's, a name. Um, and I don't know if that's a complicated, I mean, because the, the classic Mac OS stuff, when it used to have all the, I, mean, I guess it still does have like the speakable items, you could choose what you address yeah. your computer as. Right. So I can't think it's that complicated if we've and had it that. it never worked. <laughs> that is also true. So maybe it's more complicated <laughs> than I give it credit. But I, I, to go back to the idea of this, like it doesn't really make sense. I love that they, my favorite thing that they don't really cover in that video is that if you look at the product page, it needs to be plugged in. It doesn't have a battery. And yet they apparently carry it from yeah. every room, from of their room house to room and plug yeah. it in every time. Right. They're in the kitchen with it, they're in the living room with it, they're or, in the bedroom with it. Or they bought eight. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really Amazon's preferred solution. Yeah. I, I was away when this thing came out. And you came back and found one at home waiting for you. <laughs> right. Hello, listening to everything I say. <laughs> and so I have not all I did was read tweets about it. You didn't, didn't watch the video? About it. The video is the, the best. Oh I just, as soon as I started reading all the tweets and I gathered slowly what the heck was being talked about, I was like, why would anybody want this? Why would you want a tethered Siri? It doesn't make any sense to me. Well, see, and that's the thing is I don't think, I think untethered is fine, but I love the idea of having one that's just sort of like in the air, as it were, like just having something, because sometimes my phone isn't nearby. And that's why I like, Damn it, I said it. That's why I like, I'll edit that out. And that's why I like that. I'm sorry, phrase. I didn't understand that. Say hearing. Um, because it's, it's cool, but my phone too. my phone's not always plugged in. So, you know, it it's kind of an interesting idea. Like, I think it would be cool if my Mac, which doesn't even have Siri, had that ability so I could be across the room and yell something at it. I mean, I can do that now. It just doesn't do anything. But see, here's where the... Uh, it's almost as bad as talking politics, but where the business model uh, comes into play what for me. What is the business model? <laughs> I don't, I mean, and I would rather, if I was going to get a product like this, I would rather get it from Apple or Microsoft, who I feel Nerd. is much much less likely to be using that information for other purposes. Skimming the information for, even if it's just for trying to come up with better sales algorithms in order to shove stuff down my throat because you know if you know, apple's not stealing that information apple's not taking your you know every question that you ask and dumping it into a big bin and then trying to figure out how to get you to buy more stuff with it and you know that google and amazon are doing exactly that I, yeah. I do, but i don't understand i don't know amazon's market seems very so amazon's business model is selling things off amazon and I haven't yet figured out how this helps them because if you're asking questions like what's the height of Mount Everest or play some, you know, like music even like I feel like the amount of information you get out of that is kind of limited. I mean, especially my favorite bit in the video is where the dad tries to spell trying to help his son with his homework, <laughs> like tries to spell cantaloupe and then gives up halfway through and asks the computer. <laughs> Because every time I picture the computer going, you're a fucking moron. Did you see the parody video? I did see the parody yeah, video. Yeah. The best bit in that is when the, the mother asks, how many teaspoons are in a tablespoon? And, 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 and Amazon Echo replies, I can't believe you're a 40-year-old woman who doesn't know how many teaspoons are in a tablespoon. And she, and she goes, yeah, okay. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, I know how many teaspoons are in a tablespoon. Why are they doing it? I have so many questions. Why are they doing it on a reservation system? 
Like, why do you have to request? I think they want to know if they can actually sell enough to make it worthwhile. <laughs> and then I also want to know, and this is so nerdy out here. I'm not a typography nerd. I don't know what fonts they're using. I don't know any of that. But when you're on their webpage, Amazon always does like images with text in them because Amazon is weird. The second image on the Amazon Echo page where it's like the circle and it's got sample questions. Will it rain tomorrow? Set an alarm for 8 a.m. The text on some of those questions is so weird. Like the how in how many teaspoons are in a tablespoon. The H and the O and the W look so weird. I do not even know what you're talking about right now, but that's cool. Are you on the Amazon Echo page? <laughs> the introducing Amazon Echo page? Sure. Do you see the little circle where it's got all those questions wrapped around it? it? Where is it? You mean the circle being the top of the device? Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't the word how look totally weird to you? Like it's the H and is oh. bolder than other things? It looks to me like it's jagged. <laughs> yeah, it's just weird. Like why it's would they do that? Rend- it's badly well, rendered. Well, if you're going to do a screenshot of text, why not get perfect looking text? <laughs> if you're going to do it that way, I'm just saying. Yeah, that's so and that, that's right next to the left of that is where it said Echo begins working as soon as it hears you say the wake word, comma, Alexa. Yeah. And the wake word implies to me that you can't change it. I want to be clear that um, that's going to be really annoying in my house because people say my name with cause <laughs> before and after it all the time. Uh, Lex, uh, <laughs> why is the house on fire? <laughs> well, and that's, it's also weird that the product is called Echo, but the, it's like their <laughs> the name person, is Alexa. Personifying it is Alexa. And it's so hilarious to me. They're like, well, we already own the brand Alexa. Let's just use yeah, that. As yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't, yeah, it's a weird, it's also a Bluetooth speaker, I guess, which seems like, I don't know. Because you want to be able to use iTunes because nobody uses Amazon but Music. It also seems like it's probably not a very good <laughs> will now. speaker. I mean, if you're going to buy a speaker, buy a better speaker is, I guess, my answer. Yeah, I don't know. I'm unclear as to what the purpose of this is. But I don't think it's going to sell very well. It might sell better than the Fire Phone. Maybe. I, I think it will. You think so? Really? Better than the Fire Phone? Yeah. Well, the Fire Phone, the Fire Phone did not sell very well. That's a That's low true. bar. That is a low bar. What the? Uh, but it's one of the bucks. sample questions. Okay, one of the sample questions to go back to Lex's point is when is Thanksgiving? November twenty seventh. <laughs> by the way. <laughs> I may or may not have asked Siri that the other day. Okay, but I mean, but I don't. To, I mean, to me, my I don't. You said that you don't always have your phone with you, and I don't even understand. That's like I don't even understand that worldview. Um, well, I mean, like it's 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 close by, but like sometimes I don't want to like sit up from the couch and like reach over and get it. But I just I don't see what this gives me. This Siri doesn't give me unless it, unless it actually works better. But I have a hard time believing that's true. I mean, maybe it works a little bit better, but it's not going to work. So I mean, it's not going to work. $100 better for me. $100 and skimming my information free. I, I agree that. I agree with that. I would like, I think the, the simple thing for me is I would like it if the Siri wake word thing worked even when it wasn't plugged in. And I'm aware of why that is the case right now because yes. of battery life. But right. I think when it gets to a point where that is not, where battery life is not an issue, um, I think that will be really, really cool. Right. But, you know, just get another iPad, plug it in. <laughs> for five, for five hundred dollars, <laughs> that makes that makes perfect sense. I don't see. I, I still I want to go back to why you know Lex. We talked about this a couple podcasts ago, I think. But there's still no Siri on the Mac. What's up with that? It's so stupid. <laughs> All of your Mac should be listening Siri devices. <laughs> I, I just hate the fact that I have to reach into my pocket and get my goddamn phone out to look up things that my Mac could do just as easily for me. It's faster to set reminders with my phone than to use the horrible scheduling in the Reminders app. It makes me mad. 
Wow. Am I alone? <laughs> Is, am I the only one carrying this torch? Yeah. Yeah. That's just you. I'm fine with that. It is annoying, though. I'm right. <laughs> hold I don't on think I... Yeah, I mean, right now, uh, I got to rearrange things because I need to... I haven't been... The place where my iPad is plugged in is actually our dining room. And so and so it's actually in a like probably the worst possible place because, like, my parents were here last night having dinner and, and it just, like, you know, fired off occasionally by accident. So, I'm sorry, John. I can't understand what you said. Um, whereas if it were in my office plugged in, I might actually ask it something on purpose from time to time. I'm going to go out on a limb here, John. That's a pretty easy problem to face. Well, I know, but I mean, but I, but I haven't stop recording this podcast right now. Go and move your fucking iPad. But it's also the problem with this, you know, with echo, it's like, it's going to be in one room and I'm not going to, Oh, Oh, look at me. I have multiple rooms in my house. Woo. (laughs) Echo for the discerning studio (laughs) apartment dweller. <laughs> one for the one for the main room, one for the bathroom. Uh, I bought it at, at, at my. Okay, what? 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 I'm trying to change just, the subject. Just thinking of bathroom questions. You can. <laughs> Alexa's like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't even mean like, oh god. <laughs> Does that look weird to you? Oh, God. I'd really hope to avoid this. I didn't. For your entire life. Dan, I feel like you had one more thing you wanted to share before we go. Nope. (laughs) Oh, well, there we go. I knew people, like, for example, I knew a guy who um, went to, you know, grew up in the U.S. or whatever, but his mother was Irish. And whenever he talked to her on the phone, he would slip into an Irish accent, mm. which was very weird. But I'm just trying to picture the same thing, except only when you're talking to your robot phone. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. I'm British, but only when I talk to this phone. <laughs> I have this vision. Of if it's if it's like British here, you have to make it be, hello, 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 Siri. And that's how you trigger it. I really want that to be how it works. Oi, Siri! <laughs> I think it's called in. Uh, it's called Governor, <laughs> the British version of series. I'm watching Governor? the statistics as our UK listeners drop. <laughs> we just lost all of our British listeners. These guys are wankers. <laughs> we are though. That's the thing. <laughs> Completely. <laughs>